Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Hi, Ali. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Other than like a little sleepy, um, and I think that's really just the weather, but um, I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm sleepy too. We were both yawning before we hit record. I, <laughs> I feel another one know, trying to like... eke its way out. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. And it's probably because we're seeing each other on the screen. I know that that we don't publish the video of this, but I can if I see you like mute yourself and yawn, I'm gonna stifle a yawn or have to try to stifle a yawn too. So which is then the same. So it just turns into this this back and forth cycle of us going. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's a good thing we don't publish the video on these things probably (laughs) (laughs) so funny so funny but yeah today i wanted to chat with you a little bit about a particular word that has been top of mind recently oh actually before we start talking about Mm -hmm. that i want to plug our newsletter um we started an actual genuine newsletter monthly newsletter honest to goodness newsletter (laughs) i know um which has been in the works it's been a plan of ours to do this for months on months on months and it's just Mm -hmm. been like getting all the pieces together um like unifying our vision to make it what we want and we finally like got everything sorted the way we wanted it because like i didn't want to just start emailing people unless we knew that it was going to be what we wanted right and it was going to be sustainable yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so i just actually sent out the first one the one for october went out this morning um loved it so if you are in the database already you should get that email from the newsletter and if you don't want the newsletter you're more than welcome to opt out unsubscribe from the newsletter you'll still be in the database don't worry um and if you're not in the database and you'd like to get info from us um you can go to the site and go to underrepresentedintech.com slash newsletter. Let me qualify that make sure that I'm not lying. Yeah, underrepresentedintech.com slash newsletter. We just ask for your name and your email. Um, we give you like tons of links um, of things that we think that underrepresented people and allies would find interesting. Uh, the latest episode from this podcast um, lots of curated links and resources and articles, and then um, a little editorial piece at the end. It'll be a, a spicy hot take from one of us. We'll, we'll alternate each month. So this month, uh, it was my spicy hot take. Um, and so the spicy hot take actually does inform what I wanted to talk about today, because it's been something mm-hmm. that's been on my mind. And it's the word woke, W-O-K-E. Which and is kind of funny, considering we're both yawning. Considering you're both sleepy. Um, but it's not that kind of woke. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, the word woke has had like such a journey through, particularly when it comes to Black American history, right? Um, the earliest... Um, so it is a African American vernacular English word. It is classified as okay. such. Um, which is really interesting and validating to me because I feel like sometimes it's like, oh, well, that's something that Black people made up or that's something that Black people say. And it's like, yes, for if it's a part of AAVE, that is true. Um, my, research, my research shows that, like the phrase, like, stay woke, 
was used as early as the 1930s. Like it's not a new thing, right? It's a, it's almost a 100 year old phrase. And it refers to, and it has always referred to uh, an awareness of the social and political issues affecting African-Americans. That was its definition for decades, right? Um, mm -hmm. It's been used by Erica Badu in a song. People attribute part of it, uh, part of its popularity to a Martin Luther King speech in which he instructs people to remain awake to certain things, right? He doesn't say woke because that wasn't really his vibe, but it's the same, basically the same thing. Um, it's been used for a super long time. And I would say starting in about 2016, when a lot of stuff started changing in this country, um, mm -hmm. it started to change as a use. And now, so the, the, you might be thinking like, why is Ali going on and on about black American history on this podcast? It's not, this isn't a history podcast in our conversations in tech and in business about all of these issues about diversity. It's important that we understand how to talk to each other and that we talk mm -hmm. to each other with respect and that we see the whole issue, not just the one thing's the singular things that um, affect us as individuals. So I wanted to talk to you about woke um, in an effort to help particularly allies understand why this is such a, this is such a sensitive word to people right now. Um, mm -hmm. What's uh, Michelle, what's, cause I don't want this to be alley time. What's your, um, what is your impression or what, like, what what does that word mean to you prior to me here, like mm -hmm. saying all of this stuff now? What was that yeah. word's history in your mind and your life? Well, so for me, I think of I think of words that belong to certain categories, a category of people is probably not the right word, but communities of people. Um, you know, and and like how we take back words, right? So we can like women have taken back, I'm not going to say all of the words, <laughs> I know I could, but I'm going to, so women have taken back the C word, right? So like when I was growing up, the C word was that word that like was the absolute worst swear word you could possibly say. And by women taking back that word and making it so that like, yeah, we can say that word now. That doesn't mean that men can say that word to us or call us those things, but we can empower within that word. So I was thinking about that a lot when we were when you suggested this as a topic. And I was thinking about how like um how politics does this with words too, right? So like woke has definitely entered politics. We know that. And how like do you remember like the deplorables? Like the the right-wing conservatives were like, oh, okay, fine, I'm a deplorable now. We're gonna reclaim the word deplorable and that kind of stuff. And how like even reclaiming words can be problematic when you do it with ill intention um and so I got to think about what did the word woke mean to me and I have always seen it as like eyes open aware and embracing of people so I think I think it kind of overtook the word politically correct in a way right so politically correct what it first came on as a phrase was a positive thing 
to be politically correct meant that you weren't using the n-word and the r-word and slurs racial slurs and medical slurs and any kind of slur against people and that you were if somebody um you know accepting or tolerant of the lgbtq community because we used to word use words like tolerant right yeah um, who wants to be tolerated i don't want to be tolerated i want to be embraced for who i am right so we've moved past all of well some of us have moved past <laughs> those kinds of things i know that not everybody has of course um and so i see like woke kind of overtook political correctness so political correctness became that thing like oh you're just doing it to be like to be politically correct not mm -hmm. to accept and embrace people right and so the word woke to me was well i'm not just doing it to be politically correct and to say and not offend but to actually embrace and be aware of and um accepting not tolerant but accepting and embracing cultural differences and community differences and those kinds of things um have i ever <laughs> walked around saying i'm woke no i haven't <laughs> that's not a word that I would use, it's not in my vernacular, right, to use that word. Uh, I use words like accepting and embracing and applauding and uplifting um, of other people. And that's what I try to do um, in my life. But to hear the word woke be used in a negative way now, as though being embracing, accepting, politically correct, aware, uplifting is a bad thing, it just boggles my mind like to hear a white wing person to say you're so woke i'm like thank you thank you i mean like yeah right you should like, be um, too <laughs> awesome i'm so glad you said that because um i do try to think of myself in those ways do i apply that term to myself no but do i apply what that term means to myself absolutely and thank you very much for noticing yeah. like well i didn't mean it in a good way well, you should because you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, and that's always what it has meant. And it's, you know, we talked mm -hmm. uh, on this podcast before about the evolution of language. Language changes. Mm -hmm. Words, the meanings of words are never set in stone. Our society changes them. I love mm -hmm. that, right? Like, I, I'm not yeah. saying like, oh, well, it's, um, it should go back to what it meant. You know, things evolve and change. So like in the 30s, basically the idea was that Black people had been mentally put to sleep by the subjugation, the discrimination, the the mental slavery is what they called it. Um, Marcus Garvey called it mental slavery. And so it was an idea for Black people to stay awake, keep their eyes open, free themselves Vigilant. from that mental slavery. So as, as a white person or as an ally, you couldn't be woke because you had never been put to sleep, right? That was right. the thought process. And then it grew into a wider belief of like, we should all be aware, we should all be awake, we should all be looking out, blah, blah, blah. And it applies to everyone. Um, and what I also find interesting about all of this is like, it did start as a black thing, but now it's like, if you care about any social justice issue, the word woke, can be applied, right? So like when Disney, I, I said this in the newsletter, when Disney um, decided to have a black little mermaid, right? Everyone's like, oh, Disney is becoming so woke and blah, 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 blah. Um, actually, well, that's not a good example of what I'm, what the point I'm trying to get to. Um, 
they said the same thing when there was like a, a gay character in a Disney movie, right? Disney's becoming so woke. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, to be fair, woke never had anything to do with gay people, right? Mm-hmm. But it's it's this desire to devalue and dismiss and discredit these efforts to change things for mm-hmm. the better, right? Because it's not mm-hmm. what somebody else agrees with. So you're then taking the good word and smearing it and making it sound ugly mm-hmm. and making it sound stupid. Um, mm-hmm. And so like my, my feeling about the whole thing right now is because it has been taken and smeared and made to be ugly and made to be an insult, um, you know, that that's where it's gone and that's what it's become. And mm-hmm. I mean, I we can't sit here and say, well, you shouldn't say words and you shouldn't call yourself, you know, people can use whatever they want. Mm-hmm. I recommend if you are an ally out there to try to think of other words to describe yourself other than woke. I love your thought process, Michelle, of like, yeah, I identify with all of the thoughts behind this, but I might not call myself that, right? Um, whether mm-hmm. it's not in your vernacular, or whether it's because of the new meaning, essentially the new connotation, mm-hmm. I think is a better way to say that. The connotation now is very negative, regardless of what it means. Um, and so, so somebody recently asked me, you know, if not woke, then what else? What else can I use to describe myself? Mm-hmm. Accepting, supportive, um, compassionate. There's so many other words mm-hmm. that you can yes. use to describe yourself other than woke. I completely agree with you. And what's funny to me is woke didn't enter the English dictionary until 2017. Really? It had been used since 1930 by Black Americans and by high-profile Black Americans. Marcus Garvey, one of the most famous Black figures in our history, Mm -hmm. was not entered into the dictionary until the extreme right in this country decided to take it and use it for something bad. And then we decided to add it to the dictionary. What? I mean, I can't. I can't really be surprised considering like it was into the 1970s and 80s when doctors finally admitted that black people actually had nerve endings and felt pain. Yikes. I mean, it's ridiculous, right? Yeah. It's wild. It's so wild. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Jeez. Um, yeah. So yeah, so let's get let's retire that word. Let's let's let the community who owns that word use that word the way that they intend and everybody else just stop. You know, we yeah. had that that podcast a few weeks back where we talked about retiring phrases that are that if, even if you didn't know that they were racially um had racial origins to them, it's time to stop using them. And mm-hmm. I won't say, <laughs> I won't say who it was. We we included in that the, the phrase mumbo jumbo and the very next day a newsletter came out that's like all the mumbo jumbo blah 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 and I was like <laughs> oh they have I know they haven't heard it yet because it just came out but oh yeah. the timing on that the timing felt, is funny and I'm sure that you know they didn't they did not have any idea that that phrase had you know racial origins to it and negative racial origins to it mm-hmm. um you know and so hopefully they might be more aware now but um but yeah, it's time that, that we retire certain things and and let those words belong to the people that they belong to and the communities that they belong to and, and not weaponize them. I 
words we've said it before words matter words hurt words can uplift words can destroy um you know wars are fought over words and things that words represent and mm-hmm. we need to we need to really be aware and cautious of how we use language to either weaponize or to um ameliorate our situations good word ameliorate yeah instead of word, I know, I, use I, ameliorate i reached <laughs> I reached really hard for that one and pulled it right out. <laughs> I used egregious yesterday correctly. Ooh, and I was a, like, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good, good word. One. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but yeah, this could I be a slightly it. shorter episode today because that's really all I wanted to say is, is you know, mm-hmm. I wanted to teach people a little bit about the history of the word because I think mm-hmm. it just popped into our consciousness in the last couple of years. And I want people to understand just like so many other things in this country it was a black idea mm-hmm. that was very nuanced and, and specific and important that was stolen, you know? Yes, um, yes. And yeah, we can add that to our list of, of let's not words, I think. Exactly. <laughs> we, that we should, our newsletter should carry a little section of words we're <gasps> retiring. That Fra- would actually words be really phrases, cute. Yeah, words and phrases you should retire unless you belong to the community that owns them. Yeah. So yeah, like I'd it. recommend if you're listening, send this to someone, send this to another ally that you might have heard use yeah. this word. During my uh, workshop the other week, one of the questions was like, it seems like a minefield of like, what words I can use and what words I can't? How do I know? How do I keep up? This mm-hmm. is what we're trying to do, right? Like, this is, this is your this well- is your sign. Absolutely. Maybe we'll start a page on the website for those. I haven't ever found one that's really exhaustive. Um, and you know, as long as we're talking about the podcast, sending it to everybody, let's also mention that if you appreciate the work that we do in our community, you can sponsor us. We have a sponsor page on our website. So do. we don't put that out there very often. We aren't we aren't in this for the money, but we do also um, preach that people should uh, value the work that they do and not always give away all the work that they do for free. And so uh, asking for sponsorships or making that opportunity available to those of you who are listening is not a way for us to just build an empire. It is a way for us to value the work that we do and let others value the work that we're doing in the community as well. So if you're interested, we have a, a, a page on our website. You can DM us on Twitter or in Slack or whatever. We're more than happy to hook you up with that page. Absolutely. Well said. All right. (laughs) So we'll catch you all in the next one. Bye. See you then. Bye. This episode was sponsored by the following companies. WP Wallet. WP Wallet is a free, simple, intelligent tool that helps WordPress professionals effortlessly manage all of their license keys and invoices for all sites and clients. Never forget a renewal, lose a license key, or miss out on a reimbursement again. Join WP Wallet for free today. LearnDash. LearnDash is taking cutting edge e-learning methodology and infusing it into WordPress. More than just a plugin, LearnDash is trusted to power the learning programs for major universities, small to mid-sized companies, startups, entrepreneurs, and bloggers worldwide. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.